Hello, 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 and welcome or welcome back to the Reality Hall podcast with me and Claire Rouvier, your favorite hall for reality TV. So how was your week? What's up? For me, nothing happened. It's Thursday, actually, when I'm recording this, and all I've done is work, work, work. But I've been watching Bravo at Nice, and that is like, frankly, <laughs> one of the best part of my life. Yeah, I know. My life is boring. It's a sad thing to say. The only thing in my life is boring. Well, the only thing in my life that <laughs> is not boring is watching Bravo. But hey, maybe that's, maybe for you it's the same thing, because otherwise you would not be wasting an hour of your life life listening to that podcast. So nothing much happened this week on Bravo. Because ever since the scandal, nothing like <laughs> seems interesting. You know, we saw the Beverly Hills women in uh, Vegas. Kyle looked amazing. I don't know if she's using Ozempic or not, but whatever she's doing, she looks mwah, chef's kiss. On that picture, we had uh, Garcelle wearing like a pink type of boo boo. Garcelle needs to change her stylist because. Garcelle really is the really is the Giselle of um <laughs> of Beverly Hills. Like her fashion choices are terrible. And Sutton, oh my god, I need to pull out the pictures to like actually remember what Sutton was wearing because it was atrocious. So I have the picture in front of me and she's wearing white pants. Okay, no problem with that. She has like a little bra top and on top she has a bedazzled long sleeve transparent shirt you need to go see the picture and the way she was edited like i'm sure it's kyle that did the edit because i had to go on kyle's picture on kyle's profile to see the picture it does not look like certain like certain also needs to change her stylist because damn like i prefer to see certain in her grandma dresses rather than trying to be hype and pulling out this and it could have been a good look but like the long sleeve transparent bedazzle shirt that she's wearing is like so long it goes over the pants and i'm like ugh, terrible then we had uh what's her name dorit dorit looks great yeah she's has great fashion taste you know high knee boots leather with a leather dress i approve and crystal ah, she's wearing a suit pants it's pretty boring but at least it's not atrocious like Sutton and Garcelle, like, ugh. <laughs> I can't. Like, nurse Garcelle is wearing, like, an oversized pink nurse t-shirt. Like, if you haven't seen the pictures, you need to go look at it. It's, mwah, chef kiss. But chef kiss in the wrong way. Anyways. Then we had Winterhausen that started the filming. And we know that the Toms are not there. Not because they were fired. But because um, of the scandal, Pump Rules had to keep filming longer, two weeks longer. So uh, they couldn't go to Winterhouse. And uh, to be honest, I'm glad because I could not have bared to look at Sandoval hooking up with girls after on Winterhouse after what he did to Ariana. So I'm pretty happy about that. And yeah, um, I'm not going to touch about Winterhouse more, much more. I'm waiting for a trailer to drop. I'm not sure how I feel about all of the below deck people that are on, on winter house right now i'm not sure if i like the mixing of the worlds because it makes sense for bender pump rules and summer house and southern charm to be mixed together because they are young people we follow their life they're friends okay but for below deck um i'm not sure i, I i'll have to see how it goes
Anyway, enough of the talking. This week on the podcast, I'm going to be recapping Summer House, uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey, Event the Pump Rule. So uh, let's just jump right into Summer House. Um, Summer House, like I keep saying, nothing happens. It's very boring. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because there's not enough men. I don't know if it's because um, the new people are not bringing it. I don't know if it's because Carl and Nancy are in their little bubble world and they don't want to fight. They don't want to engage. They are like so disconnected from the group. I'm not sure. It's just boring. Like I was playing a game on my phone the whole time I was watching Summer House. So the episode started back um, with Amanda crying in bed and Kyle like being so disgusting and yelling like he used to do outside about how Lindsay is a manipulator she's a bitch she's a terrible person <laughs> and yeah and uh, Danielle that was getting mad at Carl and he was like you need to say something you need to defend her you need to say something um I do understand why Carl doesn't want to get mixed in but that doesn't make for a great show that makes for a boring show but I do understand why he doesn't want to get mixed in like Carl is completely wasted you're not going to have a real conversation about it, about anything with him at this point. Um, and also, he sees through Lindsay and Danielle. Because, of course, Danielle asked the question, well, Danielle answered the question, who are, do I trust the least in this house? She answered Amanda. And she did that because she's fighting Lindsay's battle. And Carl is like, I'm not going to get into a fight between you and Amanda. Like, Amanda is my best friend, well, my ex best friend now i guess wife and you're my girlfriend and i'm not gonna get mixed into it and even if your minion does something you can have danielle do something but i'm not gonna get mixed in but yeah boring he just like throws his mic down and um (laughs) he he, he goes to bed and then uh, we see danielle crying trying to go talk to maya not trying to go talk to amanda but maya prevents her from getting the room I'm really getting pissed off with Maya. Like, really, Maya is in everyone's beef. Maya, it's her second season, and I don't know what happened. Her ego has gotten huge. Like, last week, she made Sam cry by telling her that she talked too much, but oh, I don't want you to take it badly. How do you expect me to take it, Maya? You pull me out before we go to party, and you tell me I talk too much. Girl! This is not a nice thing to do. Even if you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want you to get upset, but I think that you talk too much. That's a mean girl thing to do. Like hanging out with Paige doesn't uh, look good on you, Maya. You, 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 I liked you last year when you were all about your cookies and you were crying because you were the only, well, one of the only black women in the house and you felt like you were not treated nicely. But this year you are becoming a mean girl. You need to drop the ego a little bit. Because then, with Gabby's party, she's like, um, I feel like Gabby is a very uh, superficial and she's obviously privileged. But I feel like as a black woman, we must share more stuff together. Yes, you feel like Gabby is superficial. It's been the third weekend you saw her. And you don't really ask a question about her life. You don't really get try to get to know her. And if she wants to, and I don't know why you're mad about her being privileged. You are in the Hamptons. You spend your summer in the Hamptons. You also are privileged. And if she's a little bit more privileged than you, as a black woman, that doesn't make her less interesting or whatever. I don't know what Maya is trying to do. I don't know if it's jealousy. 
I don't know if she's just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna come after all the newbies and uh, because now I'm part of the core group, you're not baby girl. Or maybe you are. But in my mind, what you're doing right now, you're just being a mean girl and you're on my shit list. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm done with my app. If you couldn't tell by my like 15 minute rant about her. But anyway, um, Amanda is crying in bed. And the crux of the problem is that Amanda said at the reunion last year that Carl was their employees and Lindsay did not like that. And she also did not like the fact that she said that Amanda said that Lindsay was poisoning um, Carl's mind. And uh, Lindsay texted her and Amanda apologized. But according to Lindsay, Amanda never responded to her text, but she read the text and we can see that it's not true. So yet again, Lindsay is pinning a narrative so that he can benefit her. You did not answer her text, so you should have, when you saw her this summer, been like, hey, Amanda, I would like for us to talk and to discuss what you said at last reunion that really hurt me and it also hurt Kyle. But Lindsay is 30-something, but she clearly still acts like nothing happens. Another thing where she acts like nothing happens and everything is great. Her and Carl, she should be mad at Carl for not taking up for her. But as soon as she gets into the room, she's like, oh, I want you to know I'm not mad at you. And Carl is like, yeah, I'm not mad at you. Oh, but I'm not mad at you. Oh, but I'm not mad at you. Okay, so we're good, we're good. Yeah, I feel like that's what I've been saying. I don't like them acting all in love and giving us those scenes of them kissing and saying, I love more than everything. When they just sweep everything under the rug for their relationship, they want us to believe that everything is great, that they are the happiest they've ever been. And I'm sure they are happy together, but they don't want to fight in front of the camera. So if you don't want to show us your real life or whatever, just go back home. Because then again, they go out another weekend when they go out, all of, all of them to a bar and everyone is having fun together but Lindsay and Carl are in their little world kissing and licking each other's face and be like I love you oh my god I love you so much oh my god why are you so pretty oh I hate the fact that you're so handsome oh my god guys get a fucking room I can't I can't and even Danielle is like oh I hate when they do that because we used to be tres amigos but now it's only Lindsay and Carl and me I'm just here left to eat dust and i feel like this is one of the reasons why Lindsay and danielle were gonna are gonna have a falling out at the end of the season because Lindsay is so like focused into her relationship that she just doesn't care about her 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 old friends and danielle now her mind is being poisoned by the mean girls and Lindsay is not even acknowledging her. That girl just got into a huge fight with Amanda for you. And you can't even stop kissing your boyfriend for two seconds to have a shot with your girlfriend? Come on, guy. Like, Lindsay, you have to do better. I really try, but you guys, they need to do better. And then another thing that happened is uh, we learned that uh, Gabby's dad wanted uh, her and her sister to become the new Venus and Serena Williams, but he got <laughs> them instead. But they've been playing tennis since they've worked too. And um, Gabby is going to host a party. One of the first party of the season. Thank God we're going to have a party. Because every time there's a party, there's drama after. But um, she did not bring alcohol. 
And so there's no alcohol for the party. There's no food. It's a whole drama. Of course, there's no alcohol because Kyle is the one bringing the alcohol every weekend because he's consuming it, most of it by himself every weekend. And uh, yeah, Gabby, Gabby is very funny. I love her. I love how bougie she is. She's like, oh my God. Um, So who is supposed to put the party together? I'm sure she was like, okay, they told me to do a party. I'm going to bring all the stuff, but they're going to have production set it up. Uh-uh, girl, you are not in Beverly Hills. You're not, you're on Summer House, okay? There's not much uh, budget for this show. You have to set it up yourself. And I love that she was like, um, I'm going to call someone to go do it. And then when the girl was like, there's no alcohol. She's like, okay, no problem. We're going to have an alcohol delivery. And that's when we get the Maya scene where she's like, um, I'm pretty sure that as a black woman, we share more. Well, first of all, that is one of the big mistakes you make. As black women, we are not a monolith. We have the right to have different experiences. We don't all have to have the same experience. Okay, we experience racism like all of us experience racism. But black women have the right to not share all the experience with other black women. Gabby is a very privileged woman and you should accept her for who she is. We accept you for the sad and boring cookie maker that you were. So like, yeah, I'm done. That's all that happened on this week's Summer House. Um, Rugert is uh, coming out next week. So if they don't give us multiple episodes in a row, I will not recap Summer House and I will recap Rugert instead. But if they give us multiple episodes, of course, I will do a podcast dedicated to rugged so yeah so let's move on to new jersey so this episode opened with Teresa going to her therapist where louis forces her for sure <laughs> to um, go and she says that uh, she's sad because her brother uh, did not come to her housewarming party and she's afraid of him she's afraid of his temper and that's why i'm like well Teresa. You have the same temper as your brother. So I'm not sure that you're afraid of him. You can defend yourself. We've seen you defend yourself. Yes, he punches table, but you turn table away. Over away, listen to me. You turn table over. And okay, you that had a temper and maybe that's where you both got it. But you saying that you're afraid of your brother, um, I'm not sure I believe it. But then she tells the therapist that Antonia did not go to Melania's Sweet 16, whereas Melania did go to Antonia's Sweet 16. And uh, Melissa and Joe's kids were the only cousins that were not there at Melania's Sweet 16. Um, I really feel like um, it's sad if Antonia really did not have a cheer competition that she did not go to Melania's Sweet 16 because in the few in the early season we can we could see that Antonia and Melania were really close they loved each other and um now if they don't even see each other for their like i guess for an Italian family turning 16 is a big accomplishment like a quinceañera in the spanish uh, world well then that's terrible um but if she did have a cheer practice I know a girl that go that did cheer, and this is very intense. You have to be there at every practices, otherwise you're bench or people get mad at you because you throw out the entire routine and you having a sweet sixteen is not really like a excuse for you not to show up. The only reason for you not to show up to cheer practice is if someone died, and it depends who someone that someone is. 
it must be your brother or your sister your mom or your dad otherwise you're not getting a pass so yeah um i don't know how to feel about that and then uh at the softball game we had gia saying that um she did not see her cousin for so long because uh, they don't see the gorgas anymore but as many people pointed it out gia has a car she could go and pick up her cousin and they could go i don't know go to mcdonald's or go to the park or go to the movies if you really wanted to see them you snatch you snapshot them all the time you could find a way to hang out with them but i actually don't know how melissa and joe um allow their kids to go out because me when i was under 18 if my mom did not approve me to go somewhere i would not go somewhere even if um you were my cousin my mama had to approve of me going there so i'm not sure how they do the kids raising in the go in the goga household so it might be like mine and gia does not really have a choice but to accept for her uncle to give her permission to take her kids his kids out and then uh, at the softball game uh teresa luis and the girls get into the locker room and we see gorga asking his son to well his son is talking to teresa and he's like joey come here like he doesn't want um joey to talk to his uh tia so you know that's why i have mixed feelings because you don't want to get the kids involved but you prevent the kids from seeing their cousin you prevent the kids to, from talking to um their tia so this is very getting bored, like boring, like this storyline of the two brothers and sisters not talking to each other, one saying, I'm afraid of my sister, the other saying, I'm afraid of my brother. I feel like it's never going to end. And uh, I don't know, I- I'm getting bored of the Gorgas and Judici on this show. Okay, so then we had a gen with uh, a gen, a scene with Jen Fessler and Marge and um Marge got her surgery for her arm. I don't care about Marge. I'm not going to talk about this. But I'm talking about this scene with Jen Fessler and her because Jen Fessler tried to call her out on her behavior and telling her that she was acting like a mean girl, like a high school girl. And she should actually say hello to Jennifer when she sees her. And Marge is like, uh-uh, uh-uh, you don't understand. I'm going to pretend that she's not there. And Jen Fessler is like, not nice, Margaret Joseph, not nice. And Margaret got so mad that Jennifer Eden sent a text to Jen Fessler saying, I'm not mad at you. You didn't want your neighbors to hear us. And I apologize. And Marge is like so freaking mad because you don't remember what she said last night. She's never going to love you more than she loves me. She is so overprotective, not even protective. She's like, she doesn't want a friend to be friendly with her enemy, Jennifer. And so she's like, she feels threatened that uh, Jennifer Aiden is like, I'm not mad at you, Jen Fessler. You know, you get, you had to do what you had to do. But me, I am mad at Jen Fessler because Jen Fessler should have never kicked Jennifer Aiden out of the party. We talked about this last uh, week. But anyway, that's only why I was thinking, talking about it. I'm not sure that um, Margaret is going to be friends with Jen Fessler that long because if there's something that Margaret doesn't like, is being called on her behavior and um jen fessler telling her that she should never hack like that i don't think that's gonna go well for the two of them um then we have a scene with um rachel fuda frank and his girlfriend uh, melissa jogorga 
they had a baseball thingy so that they practice for the soft, they practice for the softball game and uh melissa is so fucking annoying she's like oh my god margaret told me i could have a ball player let's see if you're a ball player uh, 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 uh. be careful you don't want me to get another no job out of my 17 no job Ugh. that woman has no personality she just takes one-liners from other people and she uses them as if it was hers but no baby girl it doesn't work it just scream thirsty thirsty anyway um during this uh, game well this scene rachel fuda of course um tattle tales um to melissa about what was said at the birthday party uh rachel do you want do you still want us to believe that you have a mind on your own of your own and that you're not um margaret and melissa's a little soldier yeah a bit uh she tells them um that uh teresa told her that uh, it was better to have Marge as a friend rather than having her as an enemy. And uh, Melissa starts calling Teresa fake for saying that. But Melissa, you said the same thing last season on the after show with Jackie. Like, I'm sorry, you did say the same thing, girl. So you can't be like, oh, yeah, I, I can smell fake when I see it. Girl, if you think that Teresa is fake for saying that, you too are fake for saying that. And then she says, um, it's obvious that Louis told her, be good to Mar Margaret, don't fuck with Margaret, because we're going to need Margaret to stop telling the truth about her, about us. Well, I would like to say, girl, you are just projecting right here, because isn't that what Joe told you? It didn't tell you, yeah, you have to be close to Margaret, because otherwise the cheating rumors and the scamming allegations are going to be exposed on the show, and I don't want that. So... I'm sorry, maybe Louis did tell Teresa be nice to Margaret. Margaret. Well, it's a good move from Louis. You don't want the woman that digs up things on everyone's life to um, be her enemy. It's better to have her as a friend. And you said the exact same thing. So like, you calling Teresa fake? Melissa, you're also a fake-ass bitch. So like, <laughs> let's stop pretending. Ugh. And then uh, at the softball game, Danielle tells Margaret what she said. And Jackie's like, oh, but that's not nice to tell that about someone. You're not really her friend. Jackie, you were in the scene with Melissa saying the exact same thing last year. And you agreed with her. See, it's a bunch of fucking hypocrites. Or oh, do they have bird brain and they don't remember what they say? And then when they hear something that might be inflammatory that was said by the other person, they're going to like make it more than it is. Like what the hell what the hell like ugh, this is ridiculous and it's true it's better to have marge as a friend than as an enemy because with that girl on paramus i don't know what's her name serena from uh, paramus yeah margaret knows all the tea that there is to know about everyone on the show and so yeah you you, you want to be friends with her because you don't want your affair of 10 years to be exposed or you don't want all this scamming allegedly of your construction company to be exposed either. And then I'm going to move on to Jennifer Aiden and Bill Aiden. So we had a scene with Jennifer talking to Bill in their backyard about how she was kicked out last time at uh, Jen Fessler's lunch and uh, how she called her, or how Margaret called her a disheveled drug addict. And Bill seems like he doesn't care. He just looks at her, he blinks, and he's like, hmm, hmm. He doesn't even, like, 
get involved in the conversation and then they go to the to a therapist a merge counselor um and bill just seems so checked out we learn that bill every time he comes back from work goes into the dog's house i don't know at the pool house <laughs> i said the dog's house lol goes into the pool house and he stays there until they finish dinner I actually did not know that. And I was shocked when I learned that. And I'm like, I'm so afraid that they're going to get a divorce because this is David Bidor. This is Lenny Orkstein. He is so checked out of the marriage. And he's mad at how Jennifer spends her money. He's mad at how Jennifer raises the kids. He's mad at how Jennifer handles her conflicts and acts in public. Like, this man is either going to cheat on you again or is going to divorce you. Jen, like, I hope that they can resolve what are the issues in their marriage and that Bill stops going to that poor house because the same poor house that he had his affair with. Like, Jennifer, you need to destroy that poor house. It just is, <laughs> it seems to be the center of all of you guys' problem. But anyway, I hope that they succeed at uh, salvaging what's left of their marriage because I really like them together. Even though I would like for Bill to have his woman's back more often. And I know it's hard because I want to have her back. But sometimes she does shit and you're like, Jennifer, that's why people don't like you. But like, I really, really hope that they do not get a divorce because yeah, it would be sad. You know, it would be sad. Anyway. Uh, that was it for Real Housewife of New Jersey. And uh, and then we're going to move to Vanderpump Raw. It was such a good episode. Like so many little gems. So many little things that we should they should have known. And I'm sure they knew, but they didn't believe that she would do that to Ariana, her best friend. I'm talking about right, Rachel, obviously. Um, so yeah. But that episode was also very conflicting because seeing Rachel cry and seeing the mingers and all that. Anyway, I'm going to get into it. So let's get into it right now. Okay, so the episode starts back with the girl uh, coming home from Disco Pussy and uh, they're all in the elevators and Rachel had to take off her shoes because she could not stand on her two feet because she was way too wasted. I'm not judging her for that. And uh, but I love the fact that uh, the girls um, <laughs> are not even waiting for her. They're not like they're like, oh, yeah, I saw that coming. And they just get into bed. They don't care about Rachel. They're like, oh, I'm over that bitch. Because but at the same time, why did you invite Rachel on the girls trip? If you were not going to include her in everything, maybe it's the Oliver scene that um, that changed the vibe that changed the vibe. But um. I don't know. I was like, okay, <laughs> but I'm, I, I will admit that I did a laugh at this uh, at this scene. And uh, then Rachel comes into the bed with food that she microwaved. But everything is good as long as it's like aluminum, because Katie told me you can't put aluminum in the microwave. Oh, hold on, you fucking dumbass! You don't know that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I should not get that mad at her for this, but I am. I am so mad at her. It's crazy. So then we get the scene with Lala telling uh, Raquel that uh, she would not trust her around her men after one too many drink and rachel answering like um well thank god you don't have a man for me to fuck around with oh, oh my god my i knew i saw the clip this clip 
all week. It kept popping up on my timeline. And when I saw it, I was shook. Just like the other girls, I was shook. This should have been a telltale. Not, I'm not mad like Lala that she said, thank God you don't have a man. What I'm mad at, Lala, what I'm mad at Rachel for is that she said, thank God you don't have a, a man for me to fuck around with. Like, girl, what are you trying to say? That if I had a man, you would fuck around with him too? Like, is not one, this turmeric guy not enough for you? Do you need also my boyfriend on top of Sandoval, on top of Tom Schwartz, on top of Oliver? Like, girl, come on. That comment was so out of pocket. Instead of answering, oh, but I would never do that, but Oliver is not your man, you don't answer thank god you do not have a man for me to fuck around with like oh this is disgusting why did i want rachel to answer i would never do that but oliver is not your man because lala is out of pocket too she's like mad about oliver and saying that kind of rash rachel had his eyes on him because lala wanted him and that's the truth rachel only wanted oliver because lala wanted oliver but at the end of the day, first of all, Rachel asked you, can I kiss Oliver? You said yes. Then Oliver asked her to go on the dance floor. Not you and you are mad at Rachel for what? Like, it's not your man. The man did not even remember your name. He did not even remember your face. At Disco Pussy, he went and sat next to Rachel, not next to you. I'm talking to Lala right now. And you're the one that started talking about your custody battle and all those boring things. And he was like, okay, you have too much baggage. I will hook up with the fun 24-year-old girl because I just want to have fun. I don't want to be like uh, bothered by uh, your story about your baby daddy. You talk too much. I didn't want to know that. I just want to kiss one of the Vanderpump Pro girls and I choose Rachel. So see, that's one of the reasons why I'm saying, yeah, this episode is so confusing because... I'm mad at Rachel for saying that line, but I'm not mad at Rachel for hooking up with Oliver. I'm mad at Lala because Oliver was not her man, but I'm not mad at Lala for saying that she would not trust Rachel when she drank. You know, like, ugh, it's so, like, confusing. And then, so, after Rachel said that line, thank God you don't have a man for me <laughs> to fuck around with. Um... Lala is like, okay, you drank too much. You need to go. You need to go. So she leaves and um, Christina Kelly goes into Raquel's room and Ra Raquel has like a star projector and she was playing music. I'm not mad at Raquel playing music. I'm mad at Rachel having like a star projector. How old are you? I'm judging every single one of you that are over 30 and that still have a star projector <laughs> in your room like guys how can you sleep i need like complete darkness to sleep if there's even like a ray of sunshine or a ray of light i can't sleep anyway so christina comes back to the room to the room to the room of where lala and katie are, katie are and she's like oh my god you wouldn't believe she had uh, a star projector in her room and she was listening to music and i was like Taylor Swift and I was like yes we hate Taylor Swift in the house we judge you <laughs> and they start being mean girls and they're like oh do you think she's gonna come and murder us we need to look our room hide your man when Rachel's here hide your boyfriend hide your boyfriend hide your boyfriend and Rachel was listening because she thought she was gonna come and hang out with them but she was listening and she heard them being mean girls and she went back into her room and she was crying and let me tell you 
had I not known what was happening, I would have felt bad for Rachel. But since I know exactly what she was doing right now, I'm like, why are you crying? They're just saying, hide your boyfriend when you're here because it's the fucking truth, bitch. <laughs> oh yeah, and I should have never let you get that close to them send them up because you now have been having a seven month affair with that man. So why are you crying? But I do understand people were like, oh my God, they're mean girls. They bully people, but I'm sorry. Like we act all holier than thou when we're on the internet. Like, oh my God, stop bullying. I don't understand why you bully so much. Sometimes, you know, you're just with your friend and you talk shit and i think that's what they were doing they were not being trying to be mean girls to rachel they'd never believe that rachel would have heard that conversation and then this way what you don't know can't hurt you that's my motto for everything so i don't know I i'm conflicted because to be honest in reality tv i kind of like those mean girl moments you know i think they're necessary um they make the thing fun and i don't know maybe it's because of rachel's situation now the scandal that I can't feel anything bad for her. So the next day arrives and Rachel pretends that she doesn't remember what she said to Lala, but uh, I'm pretty sure she does. She just tries, she's just, just trying to avoid to be put under fire. But uh, she said that she's sorry and she should never have said that. And that's why I started to be mad about the girls because they like they keep saying, oh yeah, you told Lala, thank God you don't have a man. That's not a real issue like I just said. The real issue is, thank God you don't have a man. And the next part, because uh, for me to fuck around with, like, means like, if you had a man, I would have fucked around with him. Yes. So they just completely take off the second part of the the, 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 um, the sentence that is extremely import important to understand why they were so mad. Anyway, they drive to Lake Havasu. Rachel has a um, panic attack because uh, she's talking about how she handled the relationship with James. I'm really happy that she's no longer in a relationship with James because as much as I hate Rachel, she really was in an abusive relationship with that man. He was like saying terrible things about her dad, about her mom, and she wanted to leave and just leave with while he was in London without telling her anything and uh, putting the ring box with the ring inside on the table. And Lala is like, oh, that's cold. That's not cold. I'm sorry. Sometimes when you are in an abusive relationship, you can't leave when the person is there because they have a hold psychologically on you and they're going to come back and they're going to be all nice to you. And you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to give them another chance because they obviously have changed. They thought about what I told them, but then the change doesn't last. It just stays for maybe two days and then they go back into their habits and you are stuck again so rachel and everyone that is in an abusive relationship if you want to live like that cowardly well that's the best way to live sometimes it is the best way to live that's why beaten women take their kids during the night or during while the man is in prison and they change all of their number because you just need to avoid your abuser anyway they have to like ever sue the house is beautiful charlie is there and they go to dinner and once again lala brings up what happened the day before and i'm like oh my god let it go just let it go like why just keep on harping on the situation with rachel like kissing a fucking server that was not your man like i was done with the conversation but charlie in her confessional was very very funny uh, i have mixed feelings about charlie but there she was right yeah she was just mad that oliver chose rachel over lala and that's why lala is making a bigger deal of what the situation is and then Kay jumps on her on Rachel and they all like the mean girls leave the table and Charlie and Rachel stay at the table and they go karaoke or whatever anyway um 
The next day, Rachel decides that she's going to leave, and that's a good decision. But did she need to tell Katie, oh, yeah, um, Tom Shark is having a boys' night tonight, so I'm going to go and join him. That was like a little sly. You did not need to say that. You could just say, I'm leaving. I'm going back to LA. You don't need to tell Katie, yeah, I'm done hanging out with you. So I choose my side. I'm no longer on Team Katie. I'm on Team Shorts. That, that was like unnecessary. And uh, <laughs> when she says, I'm going to go to Tom Schwartz, uh, guys night. Um, what's her name? Christina is like, oh, yeah, of course. And Charlie is like, oh, she's not going to go for Tom. Yeah, she's not going to go for Tom Schwartz. But I have a feeling that the affair started the night of the um, boys night. So, yeah, she did not go there to fuck Ford, but she went there to fuck fucking Sandoval, man. So, wrong Tom again, wrong Tom again. So, yeah, Charlie is doing the most. She's, like, harping on Christina Kelly, calling her the lip balm girl. Charlie, just shut the fuck up. Like, you are a server at Sir, and this girl is an entrepreneur. She has her own business. She does not need to ask for a boyfriend to lend her $400. She makes her own money. So, fuck you, Charlie. That's why I'm saying, like, I have mixed feelings about Charlie. Why is she so up on Christina Kelly? Like, girl. Like, I'm sure, like, she's like, oh, they brought a new friends of. Well, then that's not how they're called friends of. But they brought a new friends of, and I need to show that I need to prove that I can be a main character and that Christina girl is only a friends of. Okay, shut up. Anyway, um, the girl continue their divorce party. People keep saying it's a lame divorce party because they're not what they're not fucking every thirty seconds and they're not having you just rave. Well, those are thirty something year old women. Like that's my type of party, and I'm only twenty six. I like a chill weekend. We chill around the pool. We go on a boat with guys that are not really outside because I don't know. We don't want them. We cry over wine. We destroy a piñata with our ex. I actually would have had a lot of fun at um, that divorce party. <laughs> but um, back in LA, it's time for guys night. And Sheena goes to guys night because she keeps, uh, she says that she was not invited to the girls uh, weekend. And uh, she doesn't care. No, I don't care. I'd rather be here with Charles because he has so many people here for him. And Katie only has two people here for her. But Sheena, the fact that you keep talking about that girl's trip that you were not invited to, shows it shows that you are actually very bothered about it like in the beginning when she was talking to brock saying um i'd rather be here with my family than on a girl's trip with people that don't like me i thought that she was gonna start crying like shina there's nothing wrong with like saying that you kind of feel bothered about the fact that you were not invited to that party and then rachel and charlie arrives and james kennedy is like ah Guys, like, don't mean anything anymore. Like, ugh, I love James. He has the best one-liner. And that's how the episode ends. And there's something I didn't talk about that I want to talk about right now. So the Toms, the scums of the earth that they are, were having a menu tasting at their restaurant. And let me tell you, that was not good advertisement for the restaurant. The food did not look appetizing. The salad looked overdressed. The ceviche was way too big. It did not look appetizing. Like, ugh, I don't know if they thought that was going to be the moment that they thought it was going to be, but it was not. Anyway, so yeah, that's it for Vanderpump Rules. So yeah, Lala is a fucking hypocrite. Yes, but I still love her. I love the illusion in my uh, <laughs> in uh, my uh, reality TV star. And Rachel also is an hypocrite, calling Lala an hypocrite. 
bringing up the mistress or the, the fact that she was a mistress or the fact that she uh, hooked up with James when they were first getting together. And I'm like, okay, okay, she did that, but she did not have a seven-month affair with her best friend's boyfriend. So everything that you said in this episode, you would have been that girl had you not fucked up, fumbled your bag this much. Like, ah, Rachel, I hate you because I wanted to root for you. But now all I can do is destroy you. And you give us so much ammunition to do it because you're acting holier than thou. Just like fucking Lala. You are no different than Lala. You are the same and maybe even worse than Lala. Okay. Okay, so that was it for my recap, my Bravo recap of the week. I'm not going to get into the Miami housewife because, I don't know, like, I feel like it's too many things to recap. All I can say about it is I don't understand how people can be on Adriana's side. Adriana um, keeps, I don't know, keeps saying stuff that she should not say. And then she's like, oh, my God, I have ADD, I have ADHD, I can't help myself. Adriana, you are a terrible person. And then you use your crocodile tile, your crocodile tears. Uh, for people to forgive you but no I'm sorry if you diss me so many times that I can't forget how many times you dissed me like we can't be friends anymore and I'm not gonna forgive you until you show me that you're gonna stop attacking me I'm all the way team Alexia I'm a little bit team Nicole but I'm more team Alexia than uh, anything else okay so uh thank you for being with me this week uh you can find me at reality hall pod on twitter underscore reality hall on instagram and uh, yeah, see you next week. Thank you, guys. Oh, and if you like the podcast, please give it a five-star rating and subscribe to it. Bye.